Hey, and we're back. Episode one, part two of what it means to be an ally to the LGBTQ plus community. Today, I will be diving into conversations with some great friends to, you know, give our listeners an additional insights on what it means to be an ally, some of their conversations and, you know, just some feedback on whatever questions come up in the moment. I am doing a part two because the additional parts of this series will have a mixture of the individuals that were on part one and part two split into different groups to help us really dive into further conversations and discussions about the LGBTQ plus community. So I hope you enjoyed part one. If you didn't hear it, stop, go back, listen to it, and then play this one because it just makes sense. That's why there's a part one and a part two. Anyway, let's uh, dive in and let's introduce everybody. you guys do a small intro just of who you are where you are and what your pronouns are uh we can start with you angelica who i will naturally refer to as jelly all right hey you guys i go by jelly but you can call me angelica um as well as that i am a lesbian female and i'm from gary indiana gary (laughs) uh Erica, you can go next, who I will naturally refer to as EP. (laughs) All right, my name is Erica. I am a pansexual female. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. Um, I'm from Detroit. The D. (laughs) And Alexis, who I will naturally refer to as Lex. (laughs) Hi, everyone. Uh, My name is Alexis. I guess I would categorize myself hmm that's a really good question I guess maybe a bisexual female um leaning more towards the lesbian side uh I really don't categorize myself so maybe I'm really just me um and I go by she her hers beautiful beautiful ladies so Since we're talking about pronouns and I hope, you know, individuals listen to the episodes in order of part one and part two, but in case they don't, can you guys or someone explain to me and those who will be listening, what are pronouns and the importance of them? Um, So pronouns are basically, they're, they're exactly what they sound like. They're the pronouns. So either she, her, hers, he, him, his, they, their, them, um, which is very important because not everybody identifies in the normal binary. Um, Also, just be mindful when people tell you their preferred pronouns. It's okay, like, if you make an honest mistake, but maliciously and i think that's important anybody else have something to add to that yeah uh, go ahead lights you got it <laughs> uh i was just real real quick uh exactly what she said is perfect in that pronouns pronouns are just very important because a lot of people like um erica said do not fit into the 
uh, girl, boy, or female, male category. Some people are non-binary, so they might want to go by they, them, theirs. Um, so it's very, very important to respect pronouns and just understand what people prefer. Yes. And then, Jill, you had something to add? No, we pretty much all, like, said the same thing. You know, always be mindful of what someone wants to, you know, be called. Um, you know, there are many pronouns that, you know, you can ad- identify yourself as. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's your job just to remember once you're corrected. Um, right. That's after the correction part where it's like, okay, like we talked about it, you know, um, be mindful because that's just as important as their name and their title, to, just like yours. Right. And just to piggyback off of that, because last um, in the last recording for like part one, one of the guests, Haley, she had brought up a really cool analogy. Um, and she was saying that someone's pronoun is essentially replacing their name. So if someone right. were to call me like Jasmine and I'm like, no, that's not my name. My name's Jewel. That's just as someone saying he or they or she and that's not how that person identifies comfortably comfortably so it it is really about a respect thing um and I just wanted to reiterate that because when she explained it that way I was like that makes a lot of sense it makes a lot of sense yeah totally I agree with that yeah okay so next question on the floor is what does it mean to be an ally to the LGBTQ plus community um, I think it just sort of like really means that you can rely, you can rely on me for like, you know, standing up and defending you at um, any time of like unjust or equality or any social issues. Um, like, you know, it's just being there um, for our community and just representing it at any moment. I like kind of like togetherness. Yeah. It's a fancy way of saying like togetherness. Um, we kind of unite as one. I love that. Um, to piggyback off of that, I think being an ally for the LGBT, you know, Q plus community is just like being an ally for any other community. So just like people who are allies for African-Americans or people who are allies for immigrants, anything like that, it's the same thing. Um, I think the biggest thing with the LGBTQ plus is that um, being able to stand up for people when you see them being um, like singled out or taken advantage of and understanding that anybody can be an ally, even people within the community can be allies for other people. So um, I can be an ally for, you know, trans people or for a gay man like you is not just um, people who do not identify in the community. People in the community can also be allies. Right. Okay. Okay. And I did not know that. So you're dropping knowledge to me. Can okay, somebody else has something to add? Um, just like to add a little bit more. Um, don't like if you're an ally, don't go around wearing this big, like, hey, I'm an ally shirt because (laughs) then you kind of like, like, you're not really doing it like authentically, okay? Like, you kind of just doing it for your own reason. Like, if you're an ally, like people will know in your action. Mm-hmm. You don't need to, you don't need to say it. It's kind of just like how people be like, oh, my gay cousin. Like, okay, <laughs> cousin, but, <laughs> okay, you have a gay cousin, but what does that mean to me? Like, 
what are you doing to help your cousin not struggle as much? Like, granted, you can't take away all the struggles that we got to go through, right. but don't just be out here trying to get clout. Because you, yeah, I have a black friend. You're not impressed. I didn't want to. I didn't want to go there, but I mean, come look, on, y'all this Karen, like, so look, here. look, it's candid convictions. Be as raw and authentic as you <laughs> want to be, because right. I'm not here to save face. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to inform people. I'm here to give people platforms, and you know, because I feel like too often we shy away from conversations because it's like, ooh, I don't, I don't even want to get into a debate about this. But if a debate is necessary to share knowledge, then let's speak on it. I mean, attack, attack the topic, not the person. Ooh, love it. Oh, <laughs> love it. Oh, silly. There we go. Okay, so you know, in 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 line with being in LA and supporting other people, what does it mean to each of you to feel comfortable or belong in certain spaces? That was brought up in part one as well. So if you mm-hmm. could expound on that, like, have you found right. moments where you either felt excluded or um, even in a certain environment, you felt more connected because people made you feel like you belonged or did it make it a big, big deal to know that you were um a lesbian or bisexual or pansexual, whatever your uh, whatever your identity is. Um, I can I want to jump up on that one. Uh, there's definitely, definitely, definitely countless moments where you just feel like, oh yeah, I do not belong here, or I feel like I'm getting looks. Um, for me. I'm dating a female. Um, both of us are black as well. So we already walk into like certain areas and being black is already kind of like, you're gonna look that kind of weird. And then on top of that, we're holding hands or whatever like that. Um, you kind of get stares or eyes in public, in certain public areas. Um, but then there are times where you just kind of feel connected. I was in areas where there's more um, open-mindedness, open so mm-hmm. like, if we go to like, let's say like areas like a poetry slam or like a calf or something like that is usually more open. Cause, okay. um, but sometimes definitely right. just like areas of Michigan, like more in more Republican areas of Michigan is like, ugh, no, not for do us. Do you think, and Alexis, I'm going to stay with you. Do you think that has to do with age as well? Um, like I do think it has to do with age because sometimes when we're around like older black um, people, we get stares. Um, a lot of times from older black females, we get stares. Um, and uh, definitely some older white people as well, but I think it does have age as well. Cause usually younger people or people around my age or maybe in like thirties don't usually stare, but a lot of older people do. Okay. Right. Yeah, that's true. Like um, experiencing that like whole like we in my generation we came and we did this and you're like well in my generation we believe that you know we we care for everybody you know there's there's no more Mm -hmm. singling no one out it's kind of like old and just dried up like you know it's really I think like where I feel uncomfortable it's just definitely like going home and battling that like uh generation you know argument um and like I grew up on this and like Alexis said, like around our our age, like we're more we're so inclusive and accepting just because of that's like how we like 
things around us and, you know, probably pain, previous pain and traumas like you, you understand that you want to just be inclusive at all times. And that's, you know, it's hard being inclusive when you got the old heads pretty much going down your throat saying like, "Uh -uh uh-uh-uh, you're not doing it right. You know, like, okay, you tell me because obviously you're perfect. Right. I get tired of that line, like, from, like, older generations. Like, when I was growing up, you ain't know such and such was gay. And it's like, that's cool, but here's the new world. Because the world is changing every, like, Mm -hmm. every minute the world is changing. So you can't expect things to be the way they were back in the 60s or the 70s. Which, granted, yeah, if somebody was gay, you didn't know about it. That's why you have so many people that are just like in their 60s and 70s now and they're just not like exactly quote unquote coming right. out yeah, but you sad. got a whole family like you yes. got a husband or a wife you got all these kids and now that the world is more accept- accepting it's like okay this is my time to shine but it's like I feel for those people because it's like you've spent your whole life living a lie and I don't think and I, Erica, I don't mean to cut you off with that. Just to add to your point, I feel like one part that people don't understand or try to understand too is they had to hide a big portion of themselves and it doesn't take away from the fact that they love their wife or their kids and stuff like that. It's just not the same mm-hmm. kind of love or affection that they would have had if they were able to live freely in whatever you know environment they would have liked to be in. Yeah. I don't know if you guys watched, I haven't went through the whole documentary yet, but there's like a one on Netflix about a secret love and just, you know, a lesbian couple who couple oh. like kept their relationship private with from their family. Can you imagine Man. 70 years? Jewel, of like- Jelly, we watched that um, two days ago. And when I tell you, it, I was like, my gosh, the whole time, their whole family just thought they were best friends. And they would say, oh, it's just expensive. Oh, it's expensive wow. to live gotta, in this state. So that's why we live together and yada, yada, yada. And they actually had like boyfriends wow. and stuff. And they were together for 65 years before they told their family. Wow. Can oh, you wow. Imagine? Yes. 65 right. years. Like 65. Now I gotta yes, watch they it. were afraid to like, you know, they were afraid of what their families were going to think. And they're afraid of like the community, like being shunned out and being, you know, just hurt. That was man. They're really five years. I couldn't imagine. Like, man. Ah! 65 years, bro. Talk about bottling up. Like, man. Ridiculous. <laughs> Like it's and it's oh, sad wow. because like you have there's like what the fear fear is manipulation and just to have that like that you may not have what you have right now and that you know you may not get a job exactly that you may not be you know, like I can't wear baggier clothes because I'm chilling today like it has everything have to be okay. spent tight like I'm really confused and I'm like. <laughs> Why someone has to hide 65 years of pure love, man? Like, I'll be crying. I want to cry right now because that's so sad. It was so sad. Oh. It was so sad. Okay, so yeah. Now you I have, have to, to yeah. Like, I seen like a preview for it. Yeah. But like, and it's, it was just so real and so true. And definitely because the time periods they were in, like, it was not accepted for you oh. to, you know, be anything gay, lesbian, any of that. So. They definitely had to hide it. And I was, it was, we were watching it, like, crying, like, wow. 
trying to cry. <laughs> but also, like, smiling, though, because love, their love is really so beautiful. You can feel it, like, in the screen. Like, it was so beautiful. Wow. Yeah, they were, they were like, looking for apartments and stuff when I was, like, watching it. I'm like, dang, they know the house shopping. <laughs> it was yeah. nice. It That's was fun. Yeah. What's the name of the show? Anybody want to give it a shout it, out? It is called A Secret Love, um, and it's on Netflix. So Secret um, Love. Yes. Yep, A Secret Love. Okay. So... As far as, you know, trying to be more informed, trying to gain more knowledge, and I guess this is for both individuals within the LGBT community, whether they've um, come out or not, or individuals who are trying to be more supportive, or even individuals who just have no experience or little experience with those in the LGBT community and, you know, would prefer to know more rather than tiptoe and, you know, try not to offend someone, how would you guys recommend they become more informed or like, are there specific ways that they should ask questions? Um, I mean, I think like, like educating like someone um, involves like talking it out sometimes and you listen to understand you don't really, like, if you don't know anything, I believe you listen to understand. Um, and if you're on, unsure about things, like, we live in a world where we, like, definitely use Google as our number one source. Like, you could talk to, you could look at Google and check it out, or you can talk directly with someone that, you know, you think that's going to provide the most insight. Um, you know, and I just think about, like, other communities like in those that are facing challenges is in like to understand um is that you're like not the only community that's like fighting so if you if you really want to understand like you kind of just you just have to do your research if you don't have people right there for you um or you know you can take major events and like you see an event and you know, kind of learn from, I don't know, maybe someone else can like, you know, educating is all about just talking it, like talking, mm-hmm. watching, reading, and, you know, repeating that whole, that whole cycle. I think um, the biggest thing is you have to kind of push away the fear um, when you're trying to gain knowledge. Cause like with anything, if it's, especially if it's something you haven't talked about, or you haven't like, you know, had any conversation about, you can't be, you can't walk into it with fear. Um, I think definitely, you can always first check Google, but you can't always believe everything you find on Google. That's one. And then when you're talking to people as well, with like the community, the LGBTQ community being so big and so vast, just something that one person tells you might not be true for everybody. So that's where it gets right. kind of like tricky is because everybody is their own individual. So right somebody now. might say, oh yeah, so you know, we like to do da-da-da-da. And somebody else might be like, well, no, I actually don't like to be, you know, prefer to be called that or do this. So um, I think like Jelly said, conversation is the biggest thing. Like trying to go to someone, have open conversation with them, but also not being the the tiered if they don't want to talk because it's also not, you know, our job to educate you. Like if someone doesn't want to educate you, you can't be discouraged by that just kind of, you know, find somebody else who might be a little bit more open or, you know, want to talk about it. Mm. Like, like, 
I like to say like my experience is different, but I can always provide you insight. Yeah. Um, that lets someone know that like, yeah, your experience is different. You know, don't hold me, entitle me to whatever everyone else is doing because we all went through our different walks in life and you have to respect that. But just know that like, you know, we're more than welcome, like talking, yeah. talking. It a lot of people are, a lot of people I feel like in the community do like to, you know, talk about and educate people. I feel like you just have to literally just go out and reach out to someone like, you know, just be like, you know, hey, I was just wondering, could you give me a little more information on X, Y, and Z? Or I, I saw this and I was wondering if this is how it goes. You know, just not being afraid to ask questions, I think, is the biggest thing. Okay. I will What are you, Erica? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say, like, I'm 20 now. I'll say, like, in 2014, like, ever, like, since 2014, like, times have mm-hmm. changed a lot for me personally like navigating my way through the community and figuring stuff out because i mean social media and like the internet has been running rampant forever now so it's like it's easy like y'all said to go to google or even like instagram Mm -hmm. i'm not even gonna lie like me being young and like okay i think i might like (laughs) i don't know like I was on Instagram, like y'all know all of them Instagram pages <laughs> where you think you finna find the love of your life and you just go there and you think you just finna find all the answers. Like it's a lot of trial and mm-hmm. error. But again, like be safe in the yeah. information you get to. Or like, you know, because everybody goes through a phase and it's like a lot of the time because we don't have this information like in our faces some of the routes we take are really dangerous um and you just i don't know you got to be careful more than anything like because people will hit you up like hey you know i got hit up like being young just asking people questions and like oh we can hang out and i can tell you more and it's like oh, <laughs> i'm good they slid in they tried to <laughs> they're gonna tell you more yeah. Tell you uh, uh. yeah exactly and that's the thing like especially being young like i don't know how young your listeners will be but i just know like being a young teenager it's like it's a little it's a little scary out there like I say because you could just be asking questions like how do I know if I'm gay or I you know have feelings for such and such person and they hit you up like well we can sit down and talk about it it's like um in this day and age you can FaceTime me you can Skype you can do all this <laughs> Zoom like yeah I don't know about like you guys but like in high school was like definitely different like my tie was probably really close to the neck um and like I did have like like teammates that were older that was like already going through the process and for whatever reason like literally between last year and now I feel so comfortable with asking them which is like like what took me so long you know but it's because we could we always could have had a conversation but high school's tough you know like like high school for me, like in high school wasn't bad for me. So like I said, every experience is different. Um, but you know, I did mo- I did like four sports a year. You're you're on the paper. You're in this. People know you. Like 
And then you see like someone so small get attacked for like your shoes you're wearing. Like, dang. Like, right. can I like know? So it's like you sit, you sit on it and like, you know, in that younger stage, like, am I is this is this acceptable? Is this me? Um, a lot of questions. And but when I came to college, I was just like, and especially out the state, no one knows me. Like this is my identity. Like as long as like you feel any type of like inspiration from me, or if I like I you know we look after each other and you're a friend and you know like you know it's crazy but like high school was a little and college was like definitely different of an experience to you know go through now and then like you said like 2014 and like those years and now like 2015 just legalized like you know same-sex marriage like you know we are like to like if that's the case the netherlands did it in 2000 why are we so late to it you know what i'm saying yeah See, I was a little closeted 15-year-old sitting in the living room, and I saw that, and I just sat there, and I started crying, <laughs> and my mom looked, look, my mom looked over, and she's like, what you crying for? I'm like, I, I don't know, I just, I'm happy for her, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, at first, I'm like, ooh, this is gonna be my chance, I'm gonna use this to segue and come on, I'm like, nah, it ain't so. Yeah. And um, I'm not crying, like, I'm not going to ask you guys, you know, your come out stories and things of that sort. But as far as being black females within the LGBT community, can you guys touch base on that? Because I know it kind of came up in something you shared, uh, Lex, about, you know, feeling feelings of whether or not you belong or not in different spaces. But um, and I'm not trying to take away from anyone else in their experience, but I do want to highlight that on the um, I do want to highlight the fact that you guys are all three black women who <laughs> are within the LGBT community. And I apologize um, if I misspoke because I be- all of you guys identify as female. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Oh, I, I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Okay. I, do. I just want to make sure because if I'm wrong on anything, because I'm learning, because you're learning, don't. You know, don't text me on the side and say, hey, you did something wrong. Tell me here so that, you know, the listeners can learn, I love I can that. learn as well. But. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you guys have the floor. So what is it? What does it mean to or is it do you think it's different? And obviously you view the world in your own lens. But, you know, speaking from experience, how do you feel being black individuals within the LGBT community? Mm, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think like it's really like I feel like just in the community like as a female and as a black female I feel like I get looked at like I'm supposed to be looking like a little boy all the time you know what I mean like no get me wrong but I feel like when you get a label you're really placed underneath it you know what I mean it's like, oh, I'm surprised you got heels on. Or it's like, oh, I'm surprised, like, you right. do this. And it's just really okay. like, yo, I I like her because she's bad, bro. Like, like, I'm <laughs> like, I don't, like, I like, I like date internationally. Like, so I, I see it when I'm in a community and then I looked at it as this way. Like, most, the majority of, like, African-American women that I talked to always wanted me to 
look a little rougher, look a little tougher, sound a little different. And I'm like, <laughs> like, <laughs> and I don't, I, I don't know if it's just like, even if like, man, like the clothes, I feel like there's like a stigma that you're supposed to just look this one way. And, um, I'm just going to get outside of the color spectrum of it because in reality, like there is just like, you're, you're kind of supposed to be edgy. You know, I thought you were, you know, kind of rougher. Um, and that's just for me. And I'm like, no, I like putting on my heels. If you want to pop out, then do it. Like, it's just, it's just okay. really tough when you have, when people look at you and they're like, oh, I, I thought you were some other way. Uh, uh, no, uh, I don't really know what way you want me to be, but pretty comfortable with being me, you know, at the end of the day. Um, it's just, you know, Go find you, you know, bring in some religion and say that, like, you should have this person. And you're like, well, build and, build and treat me good. So I'm just kind of <laughs> like, like, I don't know. But it, I think it was just, a, like, tough for me when, when I was, you know, going through things. It's like, you'll see me in a crop top and I'm like, hmm? And, and I'm like, is that acceptable? Like, why am I asking people if, is that, if that's acceptable? Like, for for people to see or for me to feel comfortable with like if I wear baggy pants or if I you know wear a hat to the back like do I have to fall in that category or can I just you know go to the grocery store mm. I don't know that's my rant no keep it coming anybody else have something to add to that because I do have a follow-up um, question. Real quick. Or you can go, Erica. No, I'm just saying it's interesting that you brought oh, up, like, the whole wardrobe yes. thing. Because <laughs> it's like, no. That is my pet. It's my pet peeve. Oh. Like, I even had, like, because mm. I have locks. And, like, I remember when I did come out, like, my mom was like, you oh, you my god, Oh, stuff. man. And I'm just like, what does... My brother's gay, then he has... Been. When I got my like, hair cut. No, that's not my right, like, That was the biggest thing. Oh, you must be gay, man. huh? What? It's hair. It's hair. What does that uh -oh. mean? Like, <laughs> uh... Well, like, yeah. just... <laughs> I just wanted to try something Honestly, new. But hey. I was going to say with the whole... Um, being, you know, a black female, you know, in the LGBTQ community, I feel like it's kind of um, like most things in our society, like being, you know, being a black female, you kind of like with all her, you have kind of two, you know, two docs or two negative things on you. And you throw, you know, being in the LGBTQ community on top of that. I feel like sometimes, you know, it, it does hinder us a little bit or we get looked at certain ways. Um, I can't speak too much on it because my experience I haven't had, you know, um, as bad of experiences, but I know from like friends or from hearing things like, you know, people, it can, you know, hurt your job, you know, job opportunities and career opportunities and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, man. Agreed. You know, it's sad. <laughs> Go ahead, it go ahead. Is. No, I was saying, like, I wonder what you're really going to, like, I remember, like, and there's rare, like, I do do my hair on different styles and stuff, like, weave, no weave, you know, like, ball fade, ball fade, whatever. And I will, I had an interview for, like, the job, that position I have right now, and I had to wear my natural hair, and I was, like, I'm crying because, like, 
I like look like I'm stuck or something. Like I, you know, I just want to come off as who I am. Mm -hmm. And like my hair is just like kind of like, like what is it doing? I don't know. I honestly miss my hair appointment. But you know, like it, it really, you do really like look at yourself. And when you're approaching a job or an industry, you're kind of like. Are they exactly? I I definitely found found myself doing that doing right. like job interviews. Like when I get when I'm getting dressed, I'm like, okay, I don't want to come off like I don't want them to. I don't walk in the room and like, oh, she's you know she's gay or you know I'm too masculine. Like I don't want to come off too this or too that because I know walking in is already like, okay, she's a black female. So I definitely think like I feel that like definitely in my head I'm like, okay, how can I dress or do whatever I need to do so that I can fit when I walk into the room. Yeah. And, you know, just to speak on that from the cis point of view and cisgender being, I identify and I fit into the mold of what people use as the golden standard, even though we know that is not the truth. Um, but just in hearing you guys discuss the ways that you have to navigate or ha conversations you have to have or you know, these different identities you have to play with or roles that you feel like you need to present to get a job or to feel comfortable in a space. I think that's terrible. Um, and to even, you know, add to it or kind of normalize the conversation, I think it's important for people to recognize that on a daily basis, I think individuals go through that. Like, you know, girls, they always say girls are cr crucial to one another because it's, oh, you look fat in this, or why'd you do that? And, you know, all these things that we nitpick, but I feel like you guys get it at a on a great grander scale because there's even more things that you mm -hmm. have to navigate or, uh, you know, have to think about that other individuals don't think about because it's like, oh, that doesn't pertain to me. So you're just making a big deal out of nothing. And that's just, that's an outside point of view. And I don't know if that's how you guys feel. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but that's what I kind of, got or kind of uh res like what resonated with me in that that's actually like spot on for me <laughs> um and it's funny you said it because me and you originally met in like a professional mm -hmm. setting so like honestly and truthfully whenever i'm going to meet someone new especially in like they said in professional settings you have to you feel like you have to do stuff a certain way and i remember like okay i kind of need to wear something like mm -hmm. not too masculine da, 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 because it's like you don't know who's who you don't know who has you know ill feelings toward exactly. anything right i always so you walk in this interview and you just <laughs> <laughs> no, that is tough. Like, I remember, like, my job environments, like, can be relaxed, um, relaxing. And, you know, Fridays, maybe, like, some, like, sweatshorts and maybe a long, nice, cool, long sleeve t-shirt. And I remember I wore this combo, like, here you go. Let's do it. Like, ah! you know, and why? Why? Because, okay. I mean, like, society makes me mm -hmm. feel like that. It's not there. No one's fault. But, you know, it's like the day you walk in looking like you know your director who's male right next to you and you're like bro we got yep. the same colors on today we look good <laughs> like <laughs> but you know you just wear with confidence and some like that like first five minutes will you know you get straight into work but it does suck that you have sometimes you do 
like you do take that into consideration yeah and I think that's hard I think it's a hard truth that you know I think we've made great steps but I I when people say oh we've we've accomplished it no you because it's because it's really like um and like I like what you what you said Jelly it's like it's not like it's any one person's fault but it's like the way in which our society is set up and the way in which we create created these like stereotypes of what a girl should be and what a boy should be you know has like created these um people's ideas and perspectives like because I know like my biggest thing when I go out um being that I have like a short haircut is I'm like okay how many times I'll be misgendered today um because constantly like going walking into stores like um just like fast food restaurants and things like all right sir what can I do for you like no I am a female I am not a sir just because I have short hair doesn't mean I'm a man or just because I have on you know a baggy sweatshirt or some man quote-unquote shoes does not mean I'm a man so that definitely is something that like irks my soul but it's like uh can't can't cuss you out or get mad at you because it's not necessarily your fault but let me correct you so that you won't do this again to somebody else, you know. In those moments, Lex, when you correct individuals, do you just correct them or do you offer a lesson Um, as well? Sometimes it depends on the setting and where. Because uh, some, like, sometimes okay. there might be occasions where they correct themselves. Like they might, before I, I talk, they're like, oh, sir, or, you know, him or whatever like that. And I'll say something like, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, I apologize, yada, yada, yada. Um, what I usually do, because I work um, with kids, and kids, you know, they do not have any filters at all. <laughs> so they're like, you have mm-hmm. your hair? You can't be a girl, you a boy. Little boy. What? Um, so I usually always <laughs> use, no, it's Sorry, hilarious, no. though. I'm like, because it's not their fault. It's literally the way in which they're brought up and what they think. They, boys have short yeah. hair, girls have long hair. That's really what they think. Girls wear dresses and skirts, boys wear pants and yeah. button up. So when I come to work with like a button up one, they're like, Miss Brown, what? Like, huh? So I usually use like I usually definitely use uh teaching lessons with the kids because I'm like, we're gonna this in the butt now. So I'll let them know, like, you know, just because I have short hair doesn't mean, you know, I'm a boy. Girls can have short hair, boys can have long hair. You can, you know, boys can have earrings if they want to, they can paint their nails if they want to. Um, so usually with younger, like with young kids or like younger people, I usually do use that. Sometimes it depends on like where I'm at That's good. or what's happening. But yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Start when you're young, man. Like, like that's where it starts. Like, it's okay for Bobby to become like Brittany. If Bobby wants to be called Bobby, right. I mean, Brittany, call him Brittany. Like, whatever. Like, you cannot like... People start to make their kids so entitled to things that it's really hard exactly. to get a lesson through. Um, and it's really like, and it like, like, likes like, you know, it's, and you have to make sure that that child or whatever age receives it in the way where he won't do that to the next person or make the next person feel uncomfortable, you know? Like, it's a lesson, but if it's taught so early, like, I believe it was taught early, or I maybe just be a free spirit, but, like, if you teach it now, then they'll be more open to just having all kind of friends, you know what I mean? Okay. It's, yeah. It's, like, kind of, what you No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. 
No, I, I said I find it funny, like, some of that a little bit with, like, well, like, just talking about, like, wearing this, wearing that. I love when my mom, like, eh? want to wear this in pink? Huh? <laughs> like, oh. I like black like my soul. That's what I always say. But, like, <laughs> no, but, like, I mean, no, I don't have to have all pink things, you know? Like, I shouldn't have to carry pink. You know, they charge stuff more for pink anyways. Like, <laughs> we all, like, if you do the research, pink costs more, like, regardless. Like, but, like, it's just, like, why Why do you suggest, like, pink? <laughs> like, yeah, uh, it's not a thing. Like, look at it. Gender reveal parties, blue or pink. No one does, like, purple or yellow. I like... think blue is my favorite color because it was pressed <laughs> on, like, pink was pressed on me. Yeah. Like, Pink, 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 pink. No, I like the blue. Period. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, would you guys say there's anything that's off limits as far as addressing the LGBT community, or I guess ways to address the LGBT community? Um, let me just say this as bluntly as possible. If I'm not having sex with you, don't ask me who I'm having sex with. <laughs> it's inappropriate. <laughs> yeah it like, is. <laughs> because this is my thing nobody does that to like straight people I mean they do but it's like it's not a big deal it's not like oh, who is this you go up to a guy oh who is this guy who's this girl you're talking to and the people that do I mean I don't care if you're doing it to straight people or gay people it's weird it's it's, it's weird to it's me weird. okay and I think it's a it's a respect thing like yeah. Okay. Would well, so, you use that same? Do you use okay. the same words with your mama and your? No, like, why would you ask me? Like, how do you guys? My favorite is like, how do you guys? Oh my da, god! Da, 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 you know what uh, I mean? Do it. Or, you don't buy like if you want to know, like, text my line. Like, no, no, not even that. But seriously, like, that's one of the questions where you just go. Like I'm just like, all right, I'm over this one. I thought right that's here. so like, inappropriate. Like, it, I don't know, but it's yeah. So I guess that's something for um, me. That's like off off limits is that process right there. Um, I'm a Scorpio, so I'm I'm very passionate regardless. But that's privacy, and if you're not my partner, I'm not going to disclose any private information. Okay, so no private information. Um. If someone doesn't know you and makes the, like, I guess, so how should a, how should a person find out your, well, I guess as simple as asking, what are your pronouns? Would you guys be offended if a stranger no. asked you what your pronouns were? I feel, no. I would say okay. it depends on the way in which they ask. Sometimes people can be condescending when they ask, like, okay. um, for, like, me and my friend, uh, yeah. one of my best friends, some of you might know, like, Rita. Um, yes, my best friend, love her. Rita! Uh, Rita we both have short haircuts. So sometimes, like, when they <laughs> ask, when they might ask her, because she's got to be for, like, ask her her pronouns, it's kind of in a condescending way because um, she, too, like, gets misgendered. Um, so people might think that she's, like, um, a guy. So sometimes people might ask her in a condescending way, like, oh, like, what are your pronouns? Like, because they think she's a man. I feel like though, if you ask, if you're asking like generally like, oh, I just want to make sure, you know, you're getting it right or, you know, I don't know, maybe like that. I don't know if you ask in the, in, I feel like not ill intention is not ill intention. Like you're really just curious. You want to know. I feel like that's different. 
Um, or you can just simply ask them what their name is. Like if you, I would say if okay. you don't know the person, like if you haven't talked to the person before, you shouldn't just come up like, hey, what's your pronouns? You just be like, hi, my name is so-and-so. <laughs> what's your name? And call them by their name until you have like a relationship with them or have gotten more yeah. into the conversation to then ask them their pronouns. Yeah. Okay. They're people too. Like people act like, you know, like the LGBTQ plus communities are germs. Like are, I'm not cleaner than you, but like, like why did you just ask yeah. like that's as simple we could have broke the ice then and there but yet you kind of make it really awkward unapproachable like you know that's not how you do it you it's a simple question um that people just you know just ask okay i like that okay so it's about how you ask and trying yeah, to definitely. establish a relationship yeah how to, how is important too like the how is the importance of it how okay so is it like your definitely tone is it yeah. your wordage is it tone okay. verb yes tone of tone is key to getting someone to like talk to you um you don't want to like if you're really seeking the question uh, answer like you don't want to burn your question by your tone because you're not going to have your answer but like I don't know. I think, like, you know, don't yell at anyone, but, and then how you say it, your, your verbiage, like, don't just classify and assume someone and then ask them, are you this? Just say, like, I don't know, what's a good question, you guys? How do you like to, uh, if someone comes up to you? Do you like? <laughs> I like the you like uh, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh like, God. spot on. There you go. <laughs> Is. Okay. That's a, cute, that's a cute one. Like, is it for you? Or I don't know if I one? got if y'all went through this, but like, for a long time, I got just fed up with certain questions, and I just start like being real rude to people that came up to me with crazy questions. Like, what's a crazy what? question? Okay. Like, I want to hear it. Okay, listen. Come on, Erica. You yeah, know. I mean, only only share because you know those realize it's crazy. Some people might not re- like for one person. Yeah, like my crazy might not be your crazy, so I could be like, "Oh, well, I, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't trying to do, but if you took offense, then you shouldn't be so sensitive." Okay, you know, that's always so mind. for the people like, okay, so for some reason, everybody would come up to me like girls that were questioning, like, "Oh, so you trying to be my little experiment?" Excuse me. Yeah, no, that's not. That's no, that's not. <laughs> Like that's out of line. Well, experience. First of all, I'm not stitched. My eyebrows. Yeah, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to okay. see. Well, okay. I'm not the one for you to just try to see with. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So, you know, ladies, I appreciate you being here with me today. Um, in the future, coming soon, actually, because this was only episode one, part two, we have episode two coming up, which we'll be discussing misconceptions of the LGBT Ooh. community, different labels, ignorance, challenges. Um, and I think that'll be a really good uh, discussion. Each of these will be broken down with um, a different range of guests who either came from part one or part two. I'm going to mix you guys in. So I'm looking forward to those additional conversations. And if you guys had anything else to add or finish us off with this part two, 
share that now. And if not, then I have a quote that I'd like to leave us off with because I like to end all of my episodes with a quote. Oh, I just wanted to say like to everyone listening, um, just because a person is different from you doesn't give you like any right to like disrespect them. Try to relate, um, try to find some common blueprints. But you know, in reality, like, we are all still people and we just have differences. But you know, we're approachable, um, relatable, and we're humans too. I would just like to say, uh, one, thank you for, you know, allowing us to have this conversation. I think it's a much needed conversation. And just to pick off of what Jelly was saying, that um, the LGBTQ plus community is just like anybody else. The only difference is sexuality or the way in which we present ourselves. Um, so it's not really, you know, anything, you know, big different, big differences between us. We're like Jelly said, we're all human. So Really, if you just take the time to, you know, talk to people, get to know them, you'll realize that you have more in common than you think. Yeah. Mm. Um, I like that. Do you have anything to add? The theme of, like, be kind and, you know, stay aware, stay mindful. And to the older um, folks in the LGBT community, just, (laughs) just, like, honestly... It maybe get annoying, but if you have somebody that's younger in the community and they come for you asking for genuine help, please do. Yeah. Please do. Wow. That's deep. Okay. That is. I, I, <laughs> I'm snapping. Okay. Getting help. Okay. So our ending quote is, I cannot teach anybody anything. Mm. I can only make them think. And it's by Socrates. Gotta love Socrates. that one. Gotta love Socrates. Thanks, Jewel. <laughs> no, thank you for joining me. That was a dope show. Good conversations. I think it not only furthered my knowledge, but you know, continued to push the conversation. This is only the tip of the iceberg. So Episode one, part two is what you just heard. Stay tuned for episodes two and three of what it means to be an ally to the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, I just wanted to take a second to sidebar a conversation uh, that I just had with Jelly because Jelly... came out on the episode so like I that that takes bravery that takes courage you know to share such an experience and to be so genuine with it um and not to be you know uh timid with her words um so I wanted to just give her a moment to even reflect on that um because once this is live and up you know it's out there it's really out there yeah, it really is for real, for real. Like, hey, what's up, you guys? I'm back with it. Um, it's Jelly. Um, and with Jewel, we've been seven years strong, and she's kind of saw the behind the scenes play that I would say of you know Angelica or Thick and Quick, whatever. But like, she's been there, so I know. Like, we've talked one on one about a lot of things, and she's supported me with everything, even if 
like trust me you guys don't want to know what I actually dragged her through you know <laughs> like we've lost relationships with people we lost so much she picked me up so early in the morning like let me tell you it was a process um but with the help of really like supporting people it came out like water you know um and I say that it felt so natural because I've been supported um through this like post kind of life of like not high school but like college post-college um I believe that you know I built up some courage you know I have to applaud myself because it you don't really recognize what you're actually saying or doing you just want to be so insightful and inspiration to someone but you it's that for myself and it was it was really like awkward we literally got off the phone and I was like oh my god Jewel like I really just told the world you know what I mean like, <laughs> I was like ah! you know like you know it, but it was like crazy because like I did I did it I had my chest out I was in my room but you know like just to like hear my voice say that is something that I've accepted and it, it's so much weight when you could kind of just like kick your shoes off and just say I did that but you know I appreciate you know the journey it took it was a long one but you know like I said support um goes a long way for like what strides and milestones you can accomplish and you know with a little bit of therapy and a little bit of loving for my friends um you know it was it was necessary and I you know I really appreciate the show um what you know Jewel pulled out of me because I'm a private person like like it's okay I know I'm a private person I know it takes time for me to do that so um you guys are really important to me um, and I appreciate, um, you know, doing this with you guys and doing it with Jewel. Um, I couldn't be more, more thankful and showing so much gratitude. Um, and I'm blessed. And, you know, I hope that if you guys have anything that you find someone special or you reach back out to us um, and we will provide the same for you. Um, you're not alone through this process. Um, you know, take everything that we say um, and just hope that we can help. Um, but, you know, yeah. Wow. I really told the world. <laughs> yes. And I'm proud of you. Belly. Wow. Really sweating, Joel. You should see me. Like, I literally, <laughs> I literally must have been flipping tires with a coach. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's there. And, you know, you naturally live, you know, very freely and very expressive. But I really hope that you know, you continue to grow and you continue to be as expressive and loving as you are. So continue to shine through this journey. Yeah, no, appreciate it. Like shine bright like a diamond. No, but <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's like definitely you do swallow a lot going in, you know, like what's pride? What's your ego when you need to get to the next level? You know what I'm saying? When you right. need to be in tune with yourself, when you need to tell yourself that you love you, for no matter what process that you're going through. Um, I think that took a long time. It took a lot of, it took more like a lot of like heartbreak and seeing people go through a lot just to really find a balance between self and society. Um, but you guys, like, honestly, like, if you guys can ask Joel, you guys will stay in tune in the next couple of episodes that you guys will learn more about, you know, me and, you know, the other hosts. But, it, it's been an exciting thing and I'm happy I can do this with you guys like 
I'm ready. Like, like, let's do it, y'all. Like, for real. <laughs> yes, more to come. Episodes two and three. We'll Good dive word. a little deeper. Once again, you just heard Candid Convictions with Jewel Wilson. I hope you enjoyed yourself and join us for our next episodes. If you ever have any comments, concerns, or even just have a specific topic that you would like for me to discuss with a guest or if you would like to be a guest yourself, don't hesitate to reach out. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all kinds of things. So good luck with all the things that you have planned in your own life and stay tuned. Candid Convictions. Thank you.